Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing good. We are within reach of Metroid Dread, so how can I not be Days doing away. fantastic, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, and I'm doing great because I got a nice little birthday present on Friday, October 1st. Uh, you heard me talking about it last week, but uh, the Samus and Chill album finally dropped and we have a special guest with us today the producer and artist of the album tune in with chewy is with us right now chewy how you doing man thanks for coming on the show thanks for having me man i'm doing pretty good um i'm just super stoked that the album's finally out i've been holding this information in for like gosh i want to say well over a year now so just the fact that it's out now it's like ah i can finally tell everyone about it so yeah so first of all, congratulations on the release. But like, I, I gotta tell you, man. Like, I'm, I really love um, Zelda and Chill and Pokemon and Chill and Mario and Chill. And I was like, God, they gotta make like a Metroid and Chill. Like, surely they, someone's gotta make this. So I, I love that you stepped up to the plate and finally made it. So uh, yeah, I've, I've listened to the album a ton of times. It's awesome. And uh, again, congratulations on the release. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so we are going to be talking about kind of our, our final hopes for Metroid Dread. We're on the home stretch. We're almost there. We are mere days away by the time that you guys are listening to it. But uh, before we get there, uh, I want to talk to Chewie a little bit about uh, Samus and Chill and, and all of the work that went into that. So Chewie, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just kind of let the, the mic be open to you. You can kind of give us like your origin story. Like how did you get into music and like um, when did you get into Metroid? And then how did Samus and Chill kind of originate and then become the finished product that we got? Um, so I mean, take it away. Let everybody know kind of who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, so I mean, I'll try to keep it brief because I've told this story many times in the past before. But basically, um, I, I was always into film music and video game music since I was a child. Um, and, you know, just growing up, uh, I knew that I wanted to do something in music. I started off playing guitar, like back in high school. And I, I didn't really have uh, a direction as to which part in the music industry I wanted to be a part of. But I knew that I wanted to be a part of the music industry, so I just went to school for guitar performance. And then my composition professor one day told me, he's like, hey, you know, you should really start looking into film scoring. So I was like, oh, you know, like that kind of makes sense. You know, uh, I've always been interested in that stuff. So I just I went and to, to a university to study that. I studied like jazz arranging and all that stuff. And right after my university, I started, you know, messing around with um, arrangements, uh, remixes. The first uh, remix I actually did, uh, even before, when I was, I think I was still in university when I was doing this, I, I went and I did an arrangement of Metroid, of all of them. Uh, I, I actually sent it out to OC Remix, Remix. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them before, but um, really oh, yeah. well known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like I, Everyone knows about them. Uh, yeah, this was back like in 2009 or 2010, I want to say. Uh, and of course, my remix got rejected. Uh, because I was still like kind of learning production, all that stuff. And they gave me feedback, which was really nice. But I never really like fixed it. I just like, oh, you know, I'll just continue going on in my life. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> years later, I was like, all right, let me try this thing out once more. And I started tuning with Chewy, which was like a side project. You know, I was doing the film scoring stuff. And I wanted an outlet to kind of explore different genres of music. Because what I was doing mainly at the time was like orchestral music that kind of thing that goes through like film scoring and I wanted to explore different genres. And I was really into like lo-fi and electronic back then. Like I would listen to the music, but I never really took the time to 
actually write any of that type of stuff. So I used it as an opportunity to kind of, you know, ex explore different genres and get better at my production and et cetera. So I started doing that and I reached out to DJ Cutman. Um, I discovered Game Chops back in 2017. And I, uh, I think it was like November. That's when I released my first uh, lo-fi track. And I actually wasn't expecting him to reply. I, I tweeted at him and he actually took the time to record on his phone, him listening to the track and hitting follow on Spotify, which I thought oh, was really, what? yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like he didn't actually have to do that. You know, he could have just, you know, responded back, said, oh yeah, cool, I'll add it to my playlist or something. But the fact that he, you know, took the time to do that, I thought that was really awesome. And that really made a really good first impression um, on my part. So we just kept in touch over the years. And I think it was back in 2000, it was last year, uh, Game Shots had released an album. I forget the name of the album, but um, I direct messaged uh, DJ Cutman and I congratulated him on the album. And then I just mentioned, like, hey, you know, like, if you ever want to do a collaboration, like, in the future, um, let me know. And then, of course, he surprised me yet again when he said, like, that he'd be down. And then if I was interested in doing an And Chill album. And I immediately knew I wanted to do a Metroid and Chill. <laughs> so uh, I started doing the Metroid album, I want to say it was, like, April of last year. And I finished around um, late July. And then it was just a matter of like fine tuning things and, you know, Game Shops had already planned out the entire year, so we couldn't release it last year. And then it was just a coincidence that, you know, um, around E3, I think it was E3 when Nintendo announced Metroid Dread, and it was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, we can release it like one week before the game comes out. So we just um, were holding out on the album and, you know, it finally dropped. So that's yeah, basically it in a nutshell. Yeah, that was pretty good timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was perfect timing. Um, I don't know. DJ Cutman sounds like such a nice dude. If you ever talk to him, uh, l thank him for me for like the the stupid amount of hours I spend listening to Radio Cutman. I'm work. sure he'll hear this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, shout out to you, Cutman. Um, all right, so so I have a question for you. Yeah. There. So you said like you were you wanted to go to Metroid right away. You knew that was uh, the one that you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. How how did you how did you go about like narrowing down the tracks that you were going to pick and yeah, put yeah. on this album because i'm like there's so much right like mm -hmm. was was there any that you just like absolutely knew like this has to be on or like were any kind of uh i don't know maybe surprise picks to you or like how did that process look like yeah it was actually pretty straightforward um mainly because i only had a limited amount of tracks that i can choose from choose from and that was due to legal reasons um we can't actually, okay. yeah, we can't um, like do any remixes and like sell it um, anywhere uh, unless the album or the tracks have been released on the U.S. like officially. So DJ Cutman found an album. I think it was, I think it was released when Samus Returns came out. I can't remember the name of the album, but it had like some somewhere around like twenty to twenty-eight tracks, something like that. So I, I basically had that list to choose from. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, I couldn't do some of the more popular ones. I would have loved to, but I just couldn't do it for legal reasons. So um, that's uh, that, that was like the main thing. And then so I knew like some of them that I wanted to do for sure, like Ridley or the theme of Samus, like for sure, those were no brainers. Uh, some of the other ones were super, super challenging. Like I, I say, like out of all the arrangements I've done, this album was really, really challenging. And that's because, you know, when you think of Metro, you don't really think chill, right? It, 
<laughs> it's anything but chill. It's more atmospheric. Um, it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of tension. Uh, it's very moody. Uh, I mean, of course, there are uh, there are certain tracks that lend themselves really well to chill, but for the ma- majority of them, you know, it, it's really tense. So trying to make it chill was an extreme challenge for sure. Uh, and I, I had to spend like a couple of days a week and some of them like really, I think I spent like an entire week just messing around on the piano until I found something I really, really liked. Um, and, and the same thing, for, I think like the hardest one for sure was Sector One. That one was super, super challenging. But yeah, it was just, um, I, I narrowed down my list to 12. Uh, I think originally I had like somewhere around like 13 or 14. But the, the last two, I just felt they weren't hitting the vibe just right or conceptually didn't make sense. So um, yeah, that's how I selected my 12 tracks. Hmm, that's very interesting. I, I never knew that. And actually it's funny you say Sector 1 because I, I think I was going between Sector 1 and um, The Crash Ship is like my, my go-tos on the album. Nice. Uh, those, yeah. spe- I think Sector 1 though because I that one was uh, is like very like creepy but chill. It, it's it, like, kind of like you said, it's a weird uh, dichotomy there. Um, so mm-hmm. I, have, I have another question for you, actually, that I wanted to ask. And maybe this is kind of the same thing where, like, Legal was involved. But with all the other Game Shop albums, you've seen, like, Mario and Chill, Zelda and Chill, Pokemon and Chill. And this one is named Samus and Chill instead of Metroid and Chill. Was, was there any, like, rhyme or reason to that? No, I think uh, DJ Cutman just kind of chose that because it, it sounded better. Uh, and also it might have just been something, it had might have something to do with, um, you know, the legal site as well. Um, actually having like the word Metroid in the title of the album might have caused some legal problems. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to sound kind of like a putz cause I, I don't know a whole lot about music, but I, I am going to try and ask this anyways. So I really like in lo-fi music when like a track is, it's like remade and built from the ground up versus like the original track, but with a drum beat, which is something that obviously you took the time and did on Samus and chill. Um, is this like pretty important to you? Cause I've seen a lot of tracks that are the original track and they have a drum beat and they're okay. But like when it's remade, kind of like it was in this album, I feel like it just takes it to another level. Yes. That's extremely important to me. And, I, and that's one thing that when I started tuning with Chewie, um, I wanted to make sure that I took the time to actually make everything from scratch. And that's mainly because I'm a composer myself and I like writing my own original material. So if, you know, if I want to like arrange someone else's uh, music, I want to do it my way. And so that means like doing everything from scratch again. And also, you know, taking liberties with the, uh, the material, like, um, you know, exploring different ideas, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, th- that's one thing that I make sure I do for every single remix that I've done so far. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier, actually, I should have, uh, should have picked on this when you said it, but you, you mentioned that the Ridley theme was really challenging mm-hmm. and, um, when I when I looked, I was kind of surprised to see that the other M version of Ridley was the the theme used because I I think that most people wouldn't have kind of imagined that one and like it, it has like the same kind of you know general um, I don't know general beat or rhythm I guess as the other Ridley versions but it is a little bit more distinct I guess I was I'm, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat what made you choose that version and uh, I know my man Dak has some thoughts on other M I just wanted to what do you think of Metroid other M Jay? yeah no uh yeah I, this is just <laughs> this was just another instance of this is all I had to work with basically um, right okay yeah so it, it was just it came down to that and <laughs> as far as what I think about uh, other M you know I'm the same as everyone else I was just like overall pretty disappointed with the 
with the game. Um, I didn't think it was like terrible, but you know, it, it was definitely the weaker one out of the Metroid series so far. Okay, that's uh, that's that's fair. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you in the hot seat mm-hmm. if I may. So <laughs> let's say that you could do like any track. There's no legal. There's no legal in the way. Uh, what what track would you love to do? And like, I guess like what I'm really asking is just like what's your favorite uh, tunes in the Metroid series? Yeah, I, I think for sure, Fandrana uh, drifts. <laughs> I think yes, everyone yeah, has been sure. asking about that one. That one's like, I, I even saw in some of the comments in uh, the YouTube comments like, oh, why didn't you do that track? It's like, oh, believe me, I wanted to do that track too, but uh, you know, I just couldn't do it. And also the uh, what is it? Um, the main theme for uh, the original Metroid, the opening title music. I think that mm. one's very iconic too. Um, also, um, I forget the name of the track, but it comes out and Return of Samus. It's like the overworld. Um, oh, like theme. the surface theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really, I really love that one. Um, those three for sure are like my top ones that I'll definitely do if I if it's possible. Theme. Yeah, if, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, I guess let's just let's just fan out for a second here. Uh, you. You said that the at back at E3 when Metroid Dread was announced, you were just like, "Oh, this is perfect! Like, I'm going to uh, I'm going to release my album, like kind of in and around Metroid Dread." I want to ask Chewie, the Metroid fan, what your reaction was to just seeing Metroid Dread announced? Because Dak and I lost our minds because like we've been following this since like Metroid Dread was was a DS game. So like, what was mm-hmm. that like for you, just as a fan, just watching that no, and I seeing was... that? Like, oh my god! Yeah, I, I was like. I was super surprised because I was actually expecting Nintendo to announce like a Prime Trilogy re-release. I was kind of hoping that they announced something like that, but just the fact that they announced like a whole new game, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's amazing. And I remember I was texting a few of my brothers like, and my brothers like, oh, have you checked out the Metroid, uh, Metroid Dread tra- uh, trailer? And yeah, I just, I lost my mind because here I was expecting like a re-release <laughs> of something else, but we get an entirely new thing. Yeah, that uh, I, I think that maybe was like the best moment in the history of the Metroid series. That, that oh yeah, trailer. for sure. Um, okay, well we're we're almost going to talk about some Metroid Dread, but uh, first before we get there, um, I just got to ask quickly. You have a vinyl campaign for Samus and Chill, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell yes. everybody kind of about that and what uh, where they can go to to get that? Yeah. Um, so um, I mean, we already got funded, which was insane to begin with. Um, uh, I think game three hundred and fifty percent or something like that. Yeah, right? la- last last I checked, it was like four hundred and fifty something like that. Oof. Yeah, it just skyrocketed the past few days. Um, but yeah, people can go check it out on on Game Chops' uh, Bandcamp site. Uh, I forget the exact URL. It's like we'll, uh, we'll find we'll find the link and we'll uh, we'll throw it in the the episode notes for everybody that wants to check it out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's still time to get it. Um, I think there's, like, 25 days left. It's, like, a 30-day campaign thing. Um, and I, as I understand it, well, you you can get the vinyls later next year. Um, I think, like, another distributor is going to do it. But um, if you want it, like, in, immediately, uh, you have to go through the campaign to get it. Awesome. Okay, last question before we jump in and we talk about some hopes for what we want in Metro Dread. And uh, I don't know if you could talk about this. Maybe you, maybe you don't want to yet. But Samus and Chill just dropped. Man, it just dropped like three days ago. But of course, the question is, what's next? Uh, what 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 are your future plans? Any future albums? You've taken some time off. What what is next for you, my friend? Um, yeah. I, so I mean, I have some ideas. Like 
for albums that I can do with Game Chops. Um, I have to talk to DJ Cutman about that. But also, I, I already I just recently finished another another uh, arrangement. It was um, for Resident Evil. Uh, so I'm gonna put that out probably next month. I'm kind of I wanted to do it for Halloween, but I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like I should probably just sit back a little bit and just kind of let Samus and Chill ride for the whole entire month. And then mm-hmm. I'll start focusing again on releasing singles, uh, you know, November and so on. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking maybe another end show album like in the future as to what game. I have no idea yet, but, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. But yeah, yeah. De- I, I definitely still have um, some stuff planned for the remainder of the year. I'm looking forward to what is next, my friend. Actually, I'm I'm like looking forward to Resident Evil Lo-Fi. I I can't yeah. think of like <laughs> uh, uh, I can't think of what tune it could be. So it, it's, uh, I don't even yeah, want to know. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll just uh, I'll I'll leave it as a surprise. Yeah, as a as a nice uh, Halloween surprise. All right, let's uh, let's shift gears. Thank you for for giving us the background on Samson Chill. Uh, everybody listening. Dude, you got to check out this album. It's it's super relaxing. I listen to this kind of music all the time at work, and to hear like Metroid finally get the Anchill treatment for me was like a, a huge deal, and and I love it. And I'm sure that all of you guys listening will love it as well. So make sure that you go check that out. Um, and yeah, we'll have we'll have all the links where you can uh, check out the vinyls and stuff in the episode notes. But let's talk about Metroid Dread. We are. Uh, one, two, three, four days away. My God, I've got Friday booked off work. I'm canceling my Thanksgiving plans to stay home and play Metroid Dread. Dak, how you how you <laughs> feeling? Are you get, are my God? We're are almost really there. Are you really doing that? Are you really canceling your Thanksgiving plans? Okay, so <laughs> kind kind of sorta. So my sister uh, asked if we could go to her place because she has uh, a baby that is like five months old. My nephew's five months old, and I said we couldn't. So that they can come here instead. So if they come, then then it's not canceled. But if they don't, then, uh, you know, I'll just play Metro Dread. There you go. You got it all figured out. Um, yeah, yeah, man, I- I'm super excited. I really can't believe that we're so close to the game actually releasing. We're seeing, like, posts of, like, all the billboards and the advertisements for the game. And, of course, we've seen, like, I don't know how many Dread reports come out and the trailers and the gameplay. It's It's all coming together. And yeah, I'm super pumped. I can't wait to play it. I'm I'm excited. Um, before we continue here, Chewy, I, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. How how are you on like spoilers for Metroid Dread? Because Dak and I have kind of been over this. We we've talked and we don't really think that they've shown anything spoiler ish, but we do have a lot of friends that are kind of trying to go into this game as as littling or knowing as little as possible about it. And obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff, but I just want to see what your kind of take is. Have you like Have you watched all the trailers? Oh yeah, and everything I, like that? I I basically been keeping up with all the trailers, and I watched a nice. couple of videos. Um, okay. Past couple of weeks about people, or a few days actually, about people just talking about their experience with playing like the first hour or so of the game, and yeah, I so I don't mind basically. Oh, all right. So there you go. So we. We're, I, I feel like we're not going to explicitly talk spoilers, but I mean, some of those cutscenes might come up. Um, so just, you know, be warned if you're if you're one of those guys that's trying to go in completely blind. Uh, we might be, you know, we might be talking about some things that they've shown in the trailer. So that being said, we've seen a lot of cool things in the trailers. We've seen Kraid, Big Daddy Kraid come back. We've seen a living breathing chozo and he kicks butt and he's fighting samus 
Uh, we've seen the speed booster and you, the momentum that that has. We've seen uh, the Omega Cannon. We've seen the Emmys. We, we've seen a ton, a ton of ton of absolutely cool stuff. Stuff that just looks out of this world, no pun intended. But uh, we want to talk about things that we are really hoping for that we haven't seen. And not necessarily even specifically for the in-game product, but even like surrounding the outside product. So I, I have a couple things that I'm hoping that Metroid Dread will do. Um, and, I've, and I've tasked everyone else with with kind of getting some ideas. And we asked Twitter as well. So we'll we'll go over them. Dak, I think that you probably have yeah. a few here. So maybe you want to kick us off with uh, what you hope to see. And maybe we'll kind of do one, 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 and we'll jump back and forth. Well, I'm going to steal one from you because it was one of mine. And I think you wanted to kind of get a better idea of like how the Federation is going to be involved. And yes. that, that to me is a big thing because we talked about this a lot before Metroid Dread was even officially announced, right? When it was still like a game that doesn't exist as far as we know. And from that like point of view, I've always tried to figure out like, okay, like the end of Fusion, Samus and the Federation are not on great terms. So I'm like wondering how exactly we've gotten to the point where, you know, Samus and the Federation are working together again. And it seems all good. So I'm hoping that's explained at the, at the beginning of the game. I have I have confidence that the story makes sense in terms of the whole like story, especially coming from Fusion. But the setup of Dread definitely like makes me wonder because like all the Chozo stuff is cool and the Emmy stuff is cool, but you know in a vacuum. But then I'm like wondering like okay like why is Samus even working with the Federation? Like what happened after like right after Fusion? Because it feels like it seems like the game takes place after Fusion, but it doesn't feel like it takes place right after fusion if you if that makes sense i don't know that's kind of like the vibe i've gotten so yeah. i'm wondering what happened like immediately after fusion i'm hoping the game explains that yeah and I, to elaborate on that i i was kind of the same way where i was like you know we've seen a lot of the chozo in the trailer and like it the the architecture of metro dread is very much like there's old chozo cities and there's lots of chozo stuff but you don't really see the federation and the last two uh, you know, games in the in the two D series. I'll I'll say last two. I'll lump other M in there. Um, those those have really uh, focused on the Galactic Federation and not the Chozo really at all. So it it seems that this is Metro Dread is is much more about the Chozo versus the Federation. And when we left Infusion, it was kind of implied, as Dax said, that like you got Samus on one side squaring off with the Galactic Federation on the other. So I I think that. Um, you know, obviously the Federation is going to be involved. They were the ones that sent the Emmys to ZDR. Uh, they were the ones that detected that there might be the X-Parasite. So I think that maybe, and tell me what you guys think of this, uh, maybe a way that we can tie this together is, you know, we, we've talked about the dark Chozo, the dude from Samus Returns, who is, you know, in the Chozo memories, leading the pack of uh, warriors. We've talked about him. What if, like, the only thing I can think of that maybe really ties the Federation in with this game in, like, a significant way is if the Dark Chozo and the Federation are potentially working together in some capacity, which I don't think is actually, like, a, a huge stretch, but uh, I don't know. I, I just don't want to see the Federation kind of be, like, the background bad guys. I do, I do want that to get a proper payoff. Yeah, it yeah. seems like they were, like, kind of building up on it, um in the Metro franchise or like there's like an evil side to the Federation. And also I'm just kind of curious to see, um, if there's going to be any, um, anything else going on with Adam. Cause I, I mean, it's been a while since I played fusion, but I remember like 
there was like a scene where like Sam is, uh, or, or they were having a conversation, she referred to him as Adam, and then his personality changed it back to the person he used to be, right? And so I wonder if they're, if they're going to uh, explore that some more in this game as well. So Adam is definitely coming back. He actually, so it looks like the save stations are quote unquote Adam stations. Cause like you can go there, save your game and then talk to Adam if you want. I think I have, I think that's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, but uh, I, just the, I, the personality. Uh, yeah. I get what you're right. yeah, trying yeah. to get at. Cause it does kind of like, I'm wondering if that's kind of like go forward with maybe Adam's connection with like the bad Federation characters as well. And then if he's going to actually remember more of maybe his past too. I don't know. I, I do kind of get vibes that he's ma- like from the very little we've seen. It doesn't seem like he like has too much of a difference from just being kind of like an AI. And so like I'm kind of wondering how it's going to go in that direction. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I would like to see more of like how Adam's character actually develops on its own. And hopefully he's not just relegated to like being, you know, a voice that Sam is, is talked at, you know. Can you imagine Adam like his AI gets downloaded into an Emmy? how awesome uh, would that that'd be, be yeah, that'd be see everyone crazy. thinks it's going to be redley emmy or something but it's actually the adam emmy that we have to worry about <laughs> that would actually be crazy <laughs> that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty cool yeah and and, um, and before we move on i think your point to like the federation and the dark chozo working together is definitely not that like off at all that could definitely happen and if anything maybe they're not even necessarily working together but maybe the federation knows what like the dark chozo are capable of for some reason and we kind of figure out what that reason is right and like right. I'm, th- I've been, I've, I've been also thinking that maybe Samus gets kind of like pardoned for some reason at the beginning of Dread for like what happened in Fusion, and they're like, hey, like we really need your help on this, like we'll pardon you, but you gotta have, you have to help us, you know? Maybe like mm-hmm. maybe that's why she's going to ZDR in the first place. But again, it doesn't really feel like that's the case because it just feels like she's taking a bounty and working another mission as if nothing's happened. So I don't know, I, I, I don't know how to perceive what we've seen so far and it's hard because a lot of it's out of context but at the same time we've seen a good portion of like the beginning of the game not a good portion but i would say a, a decent amount to come to some conclusions so i don't know i'm wondering how they're gonna develop like not only in terms of the federation in terms of adam in terms of all that stuff from fusion because it is clearly a sequel to fusion but there are a lot of elements from fusion that don't seem to like like there seems to be a gap between what happened in fusion and then what we're seeing so far in dread yeah, I mean, it's kind of in that weird spot where, like, it's a sequel to Fusion, but it, it's also in, in a much other different way, a sequel to Samus Returns and everything that that game set up, too. So, yeah. kind, of, kind of a weird spot, but um, let's let's move on. So, I, I'm going to go, and then Chewy uh, will get uh, a hope from you. But one of my other hopes, and I think that this one was, like, almost confirmed, but um, with Kraid coming back, I, I think we were talking on the, on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Dak, and I was like, dude, they got to bring back Dragon from super metroid and i think that we have more or less confirmed that he is back in this game now who knows if you actually fight him or not or if it was just kind of an easter egg in the background but there was kind of a a silhouette in the back that looked very much like dragon and he was in one of those big test tubes so i really hope that he comes back and i hope that he's a boss battle and i hope that they like kind of um lean into like maybe he you can fight him after you get the grapple and like you can do some crazy things and like the the actual legitimate way to beat him is to like grapple onto i don't know some exposed electrical wires or something like that i I think that that would be like kind of fun and like to use that um to use that gimmick and like actually make it a part of how to beat him instead of kind of like the 
the cheap and easy way to beat Dragon. And if uh, if Dragon's coming back and Kraid is coming back, and we probably think Ridley's going to be here in some form or fashion, even if he's just an Emmy, I mean, we go for the whole Monty, bring back Fantoon. This guy uh, deserves another shot. Uh, he was great in Other M, arguably the best part about Other M. So yeah, I think that if they're bringing back three of the four, man, just make it four of the four. Yeah, maybe. I, I, that's this remains, like you said, remains to be seen if if Dragon's really like actually in the game or not, just like an Easter egg in the background. I mean, I hope. I mean, I'm not. First of all, I'm not surprised if Mercury Steam goes all the way and just starts bringing back a bunch of bosses because you know the one Metroid game they've done previously that didn't even have Ridley in it. Like they went out of their way to like bring Ridley back for this end of game boss fight. So if any like developer working on a Metroid game is going to bring back characters for the sake of you know, bringing back characters, whether it makes sense or not. Like, I feel like Mercury Steam would probably be that that developer. That said, I would like more bosses. I don't know if we need every, like, Super Metroid boss to come back in some way, shape, or form. Personally, I don't care about Dragon. And uh, Fantoon's cool, but I don't need him necessarily back either. I think Kraid and Ridley showing up is... Because I'm, I'm almost expecting Mother Brain to show up at this point. And I'm like, oh, I want new stuff. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, like, the, the Chozo... And them having, you know, their own actual major characters and enemies and bosses. Because that's a really nice change of pace. And we haven't seen, like, much of that since, like, Metroid Prime in terms of the Chozo being enemies, of course. That said, yeah, I don't want it to be, like, too many enemies that are, like, ones we've seen before. I really want some more. But if they have a lot of new stuff, then they can make those older bosses work, too. And like you said, Fantoon was uh, really cool in both of their appearances. So, uh... I'm down for it. I just do want to see a good amount of new stuff and not necessarily just like bringing back, um, yeah. you know, old bosses. I, I agree with you 100. Um, percent That was actually one of my hopes is that we get a, a whole bunch of new enemies and bosses. I do like maybe the idea of Dragon coming back, but one of my biggest hopes is that they don't find some way to yet again bring Ridley back. <laughs> I mean, as much <laughs> as I love Ridley, uh, you know, I think. I mean, it's great that we're getting some of these other ones, but uh, I think him coming back all the time is like, all right, how many times is this guy going to keep coming back to life? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, um, I, I will say yeah. I'll draw the line at Ridley as characters. I don't, you know, I want him to come back. Everyone else, I'm, but he's the, ex I'll make an exception for him being a major Ridley fan, but I agree otherwise. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, let's just talk about it now. I was going to, I was going to go to Twitter after, but um, one of the, uh, let me let me pull up who said it. I think it was Tony. Uh, Lower Legend said he wants Ridley in some form. And I think that that's the key word, is in some form. And I, I think that all of us are kind of thinking that maybe there's going to be an Emmy Ridley. I think that makes a lot of sense. It does, um, yeah. And, uh, and that, would, that would be cool. And that would be a good way to bring back Ridley without, like, bringing back Ridley. So, I, yeah, I, I'm hoping that that is pretty much the direction that they take or maybe the x is there and they have like a ridley clone or like use a device like that to bring ridley back and you don't necessarily have to have it be like quote unquote the the og yeah. ridley i i think i think the actual ridley being dead like like permadead since super i think is fine you know a character that was known for coming back all the time is actually finally dead and you kind of go on from there i think it's really cool in terms of his character and you can obviously bring him back in, you know, his image in many different ways, you know, robots and clones and this and that. 
Um, I always thought a really cool idea would be like, you know, the X continuing to clone or, you know, someone continuing to clone Ridley. And you know how in Fusion, the Ridley clone is like an exaggerated version of Ridley, right? Like its head's too big for its body. Its wings are really small. Its claws are like all big and, you know, it looks all mm -hmm. weird and deformed. And I feel like the more it would get cloned, the more deformed and weird it would look. And like mm -hmm. maybe like iterations of that would be really cool to explore. Uh, I also really think, like, maybe a Chozo Ridley, I don't know, a Ridley mixed with one of their Chozo warriors or soldiers would probably be really sick. And I feel like maybe that's the, the loop we're going to get thrown for, where we're all expecting the Ridley Emmy, but we get, like, the Chozo Ridley instead. And we find out, I think we even talked about this on the show, maybe, like, the Chozo created Ridley, and we'll find out that, you know, Chozo just created everything. Like, everything that <laughs> right. exists yeah. in the universe, the Chozo created it, and we're going to find that out. But yeah, I, I think Ridley coming back is probably inevitable, but it won't be the actual Ridley. But then again, if it, it was and they were just like, oh, yeah, we actually just, you know, saved some Ridley DNA and it, it's still, or like we resuscitated Ridley from like his toenail and it's still him. You know, like I feel like that could probably happen, though. I wouldn't like that. I'd rather it be just a Ridley robot or Ridley clone, like some not the real Ridley, but something else. It's fine. Um, as long as it looks fine, the design makes sense and all that. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to find out. Maybe we're going to find out that it's an Adam Ridley and, like, they upload Adam to a Ridley Emmy body and you end up fighting Adam. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? You really think Adam's going for the heel turn in this game? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, but I could, I could, I could get I'm just that. thinking of all the things that could happen in a twist like maneuver because we've just come to many conclusions like, oh, you know, Ridley Emmy seems, you know, likely, et cetera, et cetera, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, what could, ha what else could happen that maybe we haven't thought of? And I'm thinking like, I wonder if Adam somehow like works his way into another, like into the ZDR system more and like maybe takes control of stuff somehow, not necessarily turn and heal, but you know, moving out of his, like, kind of stationary uh, orb on right. a wall form. I ain't mad at that. Um, all right, Chewie, what, uh, what is something that you are hoping to see in Metro Dread? Oh, I, I think I covered it uh, earlier, but um, I want to see a bunch of new enemies, uh, new bosses. Like, um, I don't want to see a lot of the same repeat bosses over and over again. Uh, I mean... Ridley, like, if it does come back, then, yeah, it's, I think it's a great idea to kind of have him, like, an Emmy form or, like, a cool version that looks different, but you, uh, you, you fight it differently than what you typically fight Ridley as. Um, you know, something like that would be pretty cool. And just a bunch of new power-ups. I want to see what kind of creative ideas they take with some of uh, Samus's power-ups, for sure. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, Dak, what, uh, hit, us, hit us with your next one here. Yeah, I mean, we'll just go off what Chewie was saying. I think we've already seen a, a lot of, like, cool new power-ups, and I think we're going to see some more. So I definitely agree there. I'm really hoping to see, like, how, like, more creative they get with Samus's toolkit, like how they added, like, the, the air dash, right? And, mm -hmm. and all these other moves that they, like, which changes, and, like, the slide even, like a, like a basic function like that kind of changes up how you play the game in comparison to other ones, which I'm really looking forward to. So definitely agree there. Um, aside and jumping while yeah. shines, or while speed boosting too. Sorry to cut you off, but that that's like a game changer, especially yes. if there's going to be like intricate shine spark puzzles, which I'm mm -hmm. imagining that there will be. Uh, one other thing I do want to see, and I know that we have the melee counters, which are kind of like a cinematic, and we have obviously like the dash encounter now too. 
as an evolution of what we got in Samus Returns, but I, I would I, I would not mind if they brought back the actual finishing moves from Mother M, like where you get the full cinematic, you finish off an enemy, and like Samus DDT something or whatever gives it a Frankensteiner, <laughs> like because that that I love that, like it just looks awesome and just go all the way with that, like I love those kind of cinematic satisfying moments, even if it is just a button press, it looks cool and makes you feel like uh, you know awesome like a badass and. That was one of the few good things about Other M. So I like that it's, you know, found its inspiration or like rather it's inspired, you know, the melee counter in a way. And it's kind of still lives on. But I wouldn't mind at all if they just went all the way and brought them back outright. Like, let me melee counter, shoot it up a little bit and then just go for the full finisher. Even if it was like, I don't know, something you can only use every once in a while. I think it'd still be cool, but probably unnecessary. Chewie, I got to ask you a question. Are Are you a wrestling fan? Uh, I haven't been keeping up wrestling a good amount. <laughs> okay, I was I was just thinking of him, Chewie sitting there just being like, "What are these guys talking about? Heel turns, DDTs? What is going on on this show?" <laughs> like, uh, but that is neither here nor there. Okay, I've got one, and uh, Chewie, I'll, I'll get you to respond to this first because I'm not sure if you're going to agree with me or not. But I think that um, one of the weak spots actually of Samus Returns was its music. And I think that you had the really awesome Surface theme. I think that you had the really awesome Chozo Laboratory theme. The the Proteus Ridley theme was really great. But by and large, for like the first like three or four areas, you're not really listening to any music. It's just a lot of kind of environmental ambiance. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the same, like the, the same music that, that plays when the Metroids attack. And then... You, you go into the, the lava areas and, like, it starts booming with the lower Norfair music. And uh, to, to me, I'm looking at the music of that game and I'm and I'm looking at the music of AM2R. And while I, I love both games to death, that is one area where I, I think I'm willing to say that I would give the clear advantage to AM2R. So I want the music to... I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just put down great music and most... I, I don't want to say the Samus Returns has bad music at all because it didn't, but I, I think that it was like one of the weaker aspects in an otherwise amazing Metroid game. So I hope that the music really kind of matches what, uh, you know, what we're hoping for and what looks amazing with everything else in, in Metroid Dread. And like, I hope that, you know, we don't need another th- remix in game of Lower Brinstar or of Norfair or of like, if, if they're going to remix something, like let's do some cool remixes, kind of like, I think that there's already some some remixes from Metroid Fusion in there, so like that's cool. Let's let's give that a, a little more time in the sun. Um, just you know, not not kind of the staple Metroid tracks that we've heard remixed, kind of again and again. Um, maybe even some Metroid Prime music remixed in here, kind of to bridge that gap would be really phenomenal. But yeah, uh, I think that's yeah, one of my hopes. Great music. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that if we are going to get any type of remix for this game, I think it makes sense that they pull from Metroid Fusion. Uh, more than anything else, and, and I also agree with you about the Samus Returns. Um, you know, besides a few noteworthy tracks, uh, it wasn't really well known for its music, right? Like, yeah, but um, all the other Metro games, and yeah, and so Metroid Prime, like remixing some of those in this game, that'd be pretty sick. Um, and if they do, uh, I'd love to hear how they do it and how they tackle it. I don't know who the composer is. I don't know if they're uh, bringing back some of the composers that worked on the other Metroids. Or if it's new new composers, but um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see uh, the kind of remixes or any music they bring to the table. 
I just, yeah, I just think like, man, imagine if you had like a a frigid area in in Metro Dread, and it's kind of got like it's almost like a, a remix of like the Sector Five theme, but like maybe there's some like hints of Fendron in there to kind of bridge. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for a way to like bridge the 2D series and the Metroid Prime series, and I think that music is like one of the best and easiest ways to do that. So, yeah, I, I think that that'd be cool. Uh, no, I definitely agree with the remixing from both Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion. Not only because they're my two favorite Metroid games, so that works out totally great. But I agree, like, for the reasoning for doing so. Like, for Metroid Fusion, it makes sense. It's a game that, you know, is following Metroid Fusion. And then, like you said, having those crossovers from the Prime series, not only really cool, but, you know, Mercury Steam's already willing to do that. You can see how, like, when Ridley came back, he was Proteus Ridley, and that was kind of bridging the gap between him, you know, in his Prime appearances and then in his 2D appearances. So I definitely think that'd be really cool. And yeah, I think like the music itself is something I really have no idea how it's really going to sound for Dread. I don't know if I've really gotten a good ear for the, I guess, the different types of music because it's been kind of in very much in the background or like, you know, we've had like advertising related music over the trailers or whatnot. So I have no idea how Dread's really going to sound. Um, But yeah, I agree. Otherwise, I think, you know, having a steady mix of like, you know, remixes from Fusion and, like, from the 3D Prime game or, like, from the 3D Metroid games. And then new stuff would be, like, a really great balance and whatnot. Not only because of the different place you're pulling it from, but, like, now the Chozo are a big part of the story. I think it makes sense to have, you know, Metroid Prime remixes more often. Like, like a Chozo Ruins remix would be sick somewhere in there. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. You know, like, like yes. stuff like that where you're really kind of tying in the identities of the major players in this story to like you know the music we recognize them by from the previous games i think that'd be really cool you know one thing too um and actually this kind of ties into samus and chill chewy because when i posted um the album i was i posted in our discord and i was like i think that sector one might be my favorite track because like i uh, in in the previous episode where we definitively ranked metroid fusion i kind of dumped on the music and just because like the game boy advance (laughs) well just because the game boy advance just wasn't like you know, it, the music was held back by the hardware. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And so when I, I was agree, listening I to Sector One on your album, I was like, dude, this rocks. Like, I would love to hear Metroid Fusion in like a way that the music can be fully realized. So like, if they're if they're remaking, uh, if Metroid Dread rather is remaking like the the Sector Five theme or like the the main kind of like the scary stringy theme that Metroid Fusion had, like that's finally a way to like fully realize that music without kind of the crappy Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. sound chips and stuff like that. So that's another big reason that I hope that, um, you know, it pulls from Metroid Fusion in addition to it making, like, you know, storyline sense. Yeah. I, you know, Metroid Dread is kind of playing this balancing game of like adding new stuff, but also the opportunity to bring back old stuff and like remaster it or like do it in HD. That stuff that hasn't, you know, we haven't seen since like the 2000s on the Game Boy Advance, right? Like we get to see like those initial shots of like the fusion suit and like that really that crisp like hd art and the x parasites and whatnot the sax and then we got the you know when nintendo america's promoting the game we see like all this awesome like older metroid art come back and it's like and kraid comes back and we're seeing oh kraid looks awesome in 2d we haven't seen him you know look this great in forever so it's like this hard balancing act of you want to bring back all this older stuff because you get this great opportunity to do it over in like HD and make it look awesome. And it hasn't been done like that in so long or at the same time, you also got to, you know, bring in new stuff and, and add to the game in ways that it hasn't been done previously. So 
you know, I, I, I agree. I definitely want to see some like new remixes and, and all these things come back. But I'm, I'm hoping Metroid Dread, you know, hits that balance of old and new. And it's going to be hard. Yeah, I just one quick wish for the music, too, is I really hope the Nintendo decides to release an official soundtrack of Metroid Dread because, yeah. you know, that would be amazing. I don't think Nintendo does that very often, which, you know, they should because people will buy it like right away. But, um, yeah, that's totally. one of my wish, you know. Um, or just put them on an Spotify, official soundtrack. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, just so easy. Chewie, you, you literally, like, just read my mind. I was literally about to read off. We had a tweet that said, not game-related, but what about Nintendo finally releasing a soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> it's too easy. Come on. So I don't have do to rely it. on YouTubers and posting mm-hmm. and big, long videos so I can listen to it that way. Shout out to Gunnar Silva, though. You're the you're the real one. Um, I just, I don't, it, this is so easy. It's so easy. Just start, like, a Nintendo YouTube, like, a, a music channel. Upload your albums, man. Like, watch those views rack up. Put ads on them if you really have to, you know? Like, it's it's so easy. I don't get it. But that's neither here nor there. All right. Well, kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off that, actually, and um, because mine's kind of a segue here, and then I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Dak. But one thing that I'm really hoping for for Metro Dread is merch. Like, when Samus Returns came out, there was, like, a puzzle that came out with it. Or, like, there was the, um, there was, like, the Samus, like, GameStop bundle bag or whatever where there was like a a backpack and like a stress ball did you guys ever see that in your in your game stops no i don't think i have i don't go to GameStop very often these days man <laughs> so i i'm not exactly like walking around and be like hmm let me look for this metroid merch i gotta go i go on amazon um i agree though Same. i want to <laughs> see i want to see some of that new stuff i do remember samus returns had the cool 3ds though it had like the custom 3ds and whatnot i'm pretty sure and where's my custom, you know, special edition Metroid Dread Switch? Is there one of those? I'm not sure. I don't think there is. I, I still thought that the OLED was literally a Metroid Dread Switch when I first saw it. I figured it, it would make like sense to have one. To... Like, yeah. you know, like have a cool Dread-themed OLED come out. I mean, I still wouldn't have bought it, but it would have been cool. I swear, I thought I, they know... actually released an, uh, a Metroid-themed one. <laughs> I guess I was just looking at the wrong thing. If they oh, did, I know maybe it, I'm wrong. it looks like one, right? It looks like an Emmy. That when you look at the OLED, it's all gray and metallic. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. It was playing Metroid Dread, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the initial trailer. Um, but yeah, no, I'm talking like I want puzzles. I want like stuff. I, I, I'm I'm a stuff collector for Metroid. So like, I'm looking right now. I've got like the Samus arm cannon. I've got the Metroid Prime Three lunchbox. I've got like just a bunch of goofy stuff like that. And I love that stuff. And I want like more Metroid stuff and specifically metroid dread merch like we got the two amiibo that's great like what what else are we getting here like uh come on give us something else maybe in maybe like an emmy statue or something kind of like they did with uh skull kid when they made majora's mask 3d or something i don't know but like stuff i want merch yeah i would so uh hoping for that i would i th- i think Maybe like a big like map, you know, like how when you can kind of get like the special editions oh, from like a Zelda yeah. game, you get like a big map yeah, of the game. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick, yeah. A big map. I mean, I'm thinking also, obviously, I want the official release of the music too, but the map would be cool. Obviously, like an art book, uh, like a big art book that would be available to everyone because I'm pretty sure the special edition of Metroid Dread has it, but I think like just a, a maybe just like a bigger art book, book in general for like the series like, there's so much awesome artwork. I'm not sure if that exists. Um, you know, is there going to be, like, an official Metroid Dread guide? That'd be cool. 
yeah, I think the the statues would be sick, and definitely want some you know apparel. Let me buy some cool Metroid Dread jeans. Maybe not jeans, maybe shorts or a shirt. <laughs> I don't know how Metroid Dread jeans would work, but I would try to make it work. Uh, yeah, stuff like that, I'd definitely be down for. Like, I'm looking at the Axiom Verge Special Edition. They got, like, action figures. They got maps. They got, like, there's tons Where's of Where's the cool Metroid stuff. Dread Lego? We gotta get that. Uh, I don't know, man. We we need that, like, yesterday, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, I took a couple in a row here, Dak. Do you have any others that you... Um, uh, that you were hoping for for uh, Metroid Dread. Well, uh, the one last one I had is I think one of your last ones, and I'm gonna steal it from you, uh, and that's the the post game support. Um, oh, you <clears throat> well, I guess kind of a two parter because I also think that I th- I'm hoping the game has some solid replayability and that it's not too short. Like I'm hoping it's not a game I just like beat in a day. I, I have a feeling it probably will be because I could just grind it out for an entire day, but. I'm hoping there's some solid replayability, like after being the game, maybe there's like an extra mission or, you know, a very you know harder difficulty or something, that, you know, beyond that, a boss rush mode, something you unlock for beating the game. And adding post-game, you know, content, post-game support, I don't think is a bad idea, whether they added like some kind of extra smaller mode. I think one of the coolest things they could do is add, you know, another mission or some kind of extra area you explore that had its own you know, maybe mission in it or some kind of storyline attached to it that maybe led into the next game, like Metroid 6 or whatever. Something like that, that kind of adds to the replayability of the game overall, especially if it's going to stay single player, which I assume it will. So, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, how long is the game actually going to be? Metroid Fusion's my favorite 2D Metroid, but it's also, it's not a long game. You know, you can easily beat that in an afternoon. So I'm wondering, like, is you know, I'm sure I'm going to be playing this game and definitely will be playing this game over and over and over again. I'm just wondering, like, what I'm going to be getting from, like, beating it besides, like, okay, I got some cool shots of Samus standing and looking off to the into the sky. But, like, am I getting New Game Plus? Am I getting an extra area? I think stuff like that would be really cool. And at the very least, you know, an added DLC, like, maybe extra location or... or mission or campaign or whatever it is that kind of ties in even more so maybe as like a prologue to the next game you know a mid kind of midpoint between the two after you know takes place after the end of metro dread before the next game that'd be a cool idea um yeah always i, I, I agree that support. I, I agree like definitely the dlc like if they had like an extra you know, like you said like an extra section like nintendo has the opportunity to do that now uh, with all their games obviously they couldn't do that back then but now um i feel like they should just go for it, you know, um, and people will buy it. I'll definitely get it for sure. And um, a harder difficulty, like for sure. I'll love to see that. And maybe like mm-hmm. there'll be like some new armor that you can like chase after, like that's oh, not yeah. DLC related, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully not. But uh, yeah, that will be pretty sick. Um, I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah, totally. You you took the words out of my mouth. I, I think that like uh, obviously a harder difficulty is is something that i want but i think that that will be included like in the base game yeah um so i don't think that necessarily that is something that needs to be added after but yeah like post game content I, I feel like that is that's a really big hope of mine like we we have never ever had a metroid game that has had dlc mm-hmm. uh correct me if i'm mistaken but i don't think i am I, there's never been any of it like the metroid games come out and there they are you know um so like it, anything really like if they, if Nintendo really wanted to kind of lean into, they could have the speed run mode or, you know, uh, my goodness, if, if we're really dreaming big, we've talked about it, they could put a randomizer mode in. That would be super fun. And it would be nice to see that kind of like 
officially put in by Nintendo and not like uh, a mod somewhere. So that would be awesome. Um, you know, obviously extra story would be the the dream. That would be like the the big thing that I would want to see. But um, just like just like the principle of something afterwards, like post game content for Metroid Dread, just to ensure that like because yeah, like you said, like we're gonna beat it. Probably not gonna take that long. Like Samus Returns is probably it's not probably it is the biggest two D Metroid game in terms of the area of the map. And, and I'm, th I'm expecting Dread to probably be bigger than Samus Returns. But I mean, that said, I'm going to beat it, you know, this weekend, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to beat it yeah. at least once this weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, something to, to get us to go back. I do expect there to be multiple difficulty levels, um, and I expect that to be built into the game. But, yeah, just like, just like something to, uh, to entice people back into Metroid Dread. Um, because I, I think that, like, this is going to be... This is the game that, like, you want to just, like, make an impression with people that uh you know there's gonna be so many people playing metroid for the first time and this actually kind of leads into like, another wish for metroid dread and i think that I, I speak for all of us when i say like i hope metroid dread does really 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 well in terms of sales and i think it will yeah mm -hmm. um be, because yeah like this is this is like the the metroid game i think that can really level up the series into that next stratosphere i mean it's not gonna do like like Animal Crossing numbers or anything like that. But I mean, I think that this Metroid game is going to do really well. And so you want to make your best impression, put your best foot forward. You know, um, I think the game is going to be awesome, but like keep supporting it afterwards with, with whatever it is that uh, they decide to do, you know, whether it's story DLC or what, but um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm like really hoping for with Metroid Dread as well. And, and yeah, just that it, it does well and that a lot of people go ahead and try it that, that aren't necessarily Metroid fans. And I've, I've, talk to a ton of people that have been like yeah i've never played metroid before but i'm gonna check this out so i yeah i think it's important that this is like you know the the best foot forward yeah that's Absolutely. that's my wish uh i i just really hope that it sell the sales are really good and nintendo sees that yeah people really do love this franchise and hopefully they can make more games more often like they do with mario and zelda and yeah i think everyone um i think it's gonna be amazing so looking yeah. forward to it i i have I have one more, and I, I'm kind of stealing it from you. You already said it, but I'm just going to like go ahead and officially put it down. But I hope that we set up Metroid 6, which seems crazy because we were talking for like years and years and years about Metroid 5, and Metroid 5 is days away, and now we're talking about Metroid 6. Um, but I hope that they set up something for the next game. We've heard like time and time again that this is going to be the end of Sam's story, this is going to be the end of the the Metroid saga uh, as it pertains to like the baby Metroid, Space Pirates, all that stuff. We've talked about it. Don't think Samus is going anywhere. But I do think that like they should set up what is next to come. Surely this is not going to be the last Metroid game. And in fact, as we were just talking about, this is probably going to be the Metroid game that is like most people's first Metroid game. So yeah. like, you know, obviously we have Prime 4 coming, but like I feel like if this is successful, like another 2D Metroid is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that we want to set up that story and kind of hook in all those first time players and make them wonder what's going to come next. So I, I think that that is something that I hope Metroid Dread does. And I, and I feel like I hope that they do it based on item completion, kind of like Metroid Prime 3 did, where if you get 100% of the items, you get the, um, the Easter egg with, with Silex at the end. So I hope that they kind of do the same thing with Metroid Dread and base it on item completion to really... One of the drawbacks, I think, of the, the earlier Metroid games is, like, 
they give you the best endings based on time, which encourages you to like really go through the game as fast as you can, That's which right. is kind of yeah. antithetical to to the, what Metroid is about, which is like exploring and stuff like that. So I would have that ending based on item percentage, and I would have that Easter egg ending set up the next game. Yeah, I, I think we're. I mean, it, I think it's a guarantee that it's gonna some way, shape, and form set up the next game, whether it happens in an Easter egg or it happens like in a cutscene or in the game itself. You know, like it's definitely gonna happen. Like they're gonna. This game is certainly like the end of one portion of the story, but it's. I feel like it's almost the beginning of a saga we're just seeing unfold now. And even part of me make like I almost feel like there's a chance Metroid Prime Four might take place after Dread somehow, but I doubt it. But I, you know, I would, I, I'm feeling like this game 100% will set up like explicitly the next 2D Metroid that follows it, and I'm gonna, I'm thinking it's gonna be very much like the beginning of its own saga in a way, even though it's ending this one, it'll be starting its own and kind of be the first game. And like you said, it's gonna be many people's first Metroid game, so it's gonna be treated as much as it is a sequel, and it'll also be treated as like the first outright game in a lot of ways in you know the next story, I think, because it'll be having, I think, a lot of elements we're gonna see in the next future 2D Metroids, we're gonna see in this game's, you know, probably towards the later portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know what? You said something there, and I want to just throw my two cents out. And then, Chewie, you can give me your two cents on it. But, man, I really think that, like, Metroid Prime 4 is going to be, like, just its own complete thing. I really do. Yeah, you're I right. don't. I don't think it's going to be called Metroid Prime 4. I think oh, it could be no, set I anywhere. I, I think they're going to call it Metroid Prime something. No. But, I mean, I could Oh, be well, I mean, they but might do it, th- call it that, but they're definitely going to call it Metroid Prime something. For yeah, sure. yeah. It, it'll mm-hmm. be called Metroid Prime, yes. I, I mean, at this point, Metroid Prime means, like, it's the first-person shooter Metroid game. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's going to be... It could take place at any point in the timeline. I think you're right. I, I don't yeah. think that we're necessarily having to have it take place between Samus Returns and Metroid Prime 3. What do you, Any thought? Any hopes on uh, Metroid Prime 4, since you're here, Chewie, that... Uh, that you want to tell everybody before we get on out of here? Yeah, I, I just, I really hope they don't revert back to Utter M. <laughs> um, I really want them to kind of, I, I want to see what retro studios can do, what can what creative stuff they can do this time around. Instead of just kind of like bringing back the nostalgia and like the same gameplay mechanics that they did for the trilogy, I want to see how they evolve the, the series and, like, you know, what, what uh, if they're going to bring back the visors, you know, like that was like a huge thing back in the, in the prime series, you know, the different ways you can actually see mm-hmm. enemies. I wonder if that's going to be like a thing still, or they're going to scrap that and go with a different like concept. Like, uh, yeah, I just, I really want to see what creative stuff they bring to the table. Well, fair enough. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we don't have to wait too, too, too much longer for Metroid prime four. I could, I could realistically see it maybe being a, an E3 game this year, just a small little teaser, but who knows? Um, well, that is it. That is our uh, our hopes, our last hopes for Metroid Dread. By the next time that you listen to this show, we will have probably beaten the game. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, bro, real quick. I, I'm just going to say, it's kind of crazy. Like, literally, the next time we're going to be recording the show, Metroid Dread will be out and launched, and we'll have played it and likely have beaten it. I just, I feel like we got to take that, like, and really appreciate that because, I don't know, I, I've been a metroid fan for a long time metroid dreads a game that is like you know it's been like the holy grail of metroid games a game i never thought would really happen and then i got a you know we we talked about it on the show a bunch and what we thought it could be what happened to it what, what it could have been and that actually became a real game and now we're literally days away from it coming out and the next time you hear us talking we're going to be talking about the game and what we think about it so i don't know i think that's really cool really awesome and i 
cannot believe it's happening. So I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to the next episode where we actually get to talk about this game. Like, the actual game that we have actually played. Can't wait. We, we like, got to take a moment of silence next weekend, almost. <laughs> just, just breathe it in. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's surreal. We'll have played and beaten Metroid Dread by the next episode of the Omega Metroid podcast that you hear. Um, Chewy, thank you so much for coming on the show with us and talking your album, talking Metroid Dread, talking Metroid Prime, and just Metroid in general. Uh, just one more time, tell everybody where they can grab the album and where they can check you out on uh, on any social media that you have. Yeah, so um, the the album's out digitally on you know Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, etc. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash ChewyTunes, or on Instagram, Tuning with Chewy. Um, that's where I'm going to hang out most of the time. So, yeah. Thank you for having me here, by the way. It's amazing. Thanks for yeah, joining us, man. Uh, this is this is a blast. Uh, I, I, I'm i not BSing you, man. I've listened to this album like a stupid amount of time. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for finally making Samus a chill. I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, that you did that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we are going to get out of here. Like, like we said, next week we will have Metroid Dread impressions, uh, a review, if you will, of the game. Uh, maybe not a story review, but uh, at least a review and, and some early impressions and thoughts. Um, until then, everybody, we have three more sleeps to go. My God, can you believe it? We're going to get out of here, though. You can check us out over on Twitter at OmegaMetroidPod, at Spateri316, at DaxCity underscore. And, of course, uh, you can like and subscribe to the Omega Metroid podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is it, guys. Next week, we are back with Metroid Dread impressions i can't wait until then